0: Hi everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening.
1: Hi, I'm Brittany, and I am excited to look pretty in pink.
0: Nice. So, um, today's show will be a bit different. <laughs> we won't be talking about just one grape. We're going to be talking about a whole genre of wine. No more suspense. You saw it in the title. We'll be talking about rosé.
1: And so the way we chose the topic this week is also a little different. We got a request from a listener, actually. Um, so please keep the feedback coming. We love hearing it, and we, it really helps us to make the show better.
0: Yeah. So, um, as usual, though, we will still be reviewing two bottles we picked up here in town. This time we went to Whole Foods. Why don't I pour this week? Uh, tell the listeners about our first bottle here.
1: Sure. thing. So, um, wine one is Una Lu from. Uh, it's a California rosé from 2019, um, specifically from Sonoma County, um, and it's 11.5 percent alcohol. Pretty low. Um, is that pretty low? Is that like? Well, I think so. I guess from I don't know. from the usual varieties we get, uh, they're in between maybe 10 to 14 percent. Okay, alcohol. so
0: on the lower end there.
1: Yeah, I would say. Um so it's uh what's interesting is it's made of 100% Pinot Noir grapes.
0: Why don't you describe the the bottle here, Brittany? I'm <laughs> so done pouring it, so. <laughs>
1: um so it's interesting. It's just this cute little pink label. Um and it has this wonderful lady <laughs> who <laughs>
0: she's laughing because prior to the show <laughs> She described this as uh, some half noodles <laughs> um, because the woman is in various stages of undress. Um, what else is going on there, Brittany? I meant
1: to say nudity, but um, it's just this lovely lady holding a box up and she's sitting on a nice little mound and she's having a great time. She's, you know, relaxing. A
0: mound? Is that, is that what that
1: is? It's a mound. Yeah, I'd say it's a little hill that she's sitting <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know. This is not um, inappropriate content, I tell you, Uh, but...
0: (laughs) All right. Here with our kind of new genre that we're doing, instead of doing a particular grape, um, we got a request to do rosé, and it's such a broad topic, we didn't really know where to start. So we did a bunch of research, and we ended up just, you know, kind of landing on two different wines to try. Well, I wanted to start with a question for you. So...
1: Okay, what is it?
0: What is... uh, what are your stereotypes of of rose? I mean, before we start, like, what does rose mean to you when someone says, "I got you a bottle"?
1: So, initially, this is not true. This is myth, um, for the most part. But uh, oh yeah, no, I just th- meant what is you know stereotypes. Yeah, I know, I know. So the stereotype that I learned um, back in college um, was that you pretty much pour a finished red wine and a finished white wine in one glass and give it a good mix, and that's rose. Okay. <laughs> So, it's just like a mix of something is pretty much what I've thought about.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, uh, my stereotype, I guess, for, for rose, I think like sex in the city, you know, like they're out on a night in the town and they go to the bar and they drink some rose. That's like, I don't know why. That's just what's in my head right now.
1: Interesting. What, do you think this is more of a lady drink? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, I didn't say who's drinking it, but yeah, mm. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. No, I do. I think that like, I don't know. Rosé just has this like, and maybe this was the people that drank it in college, but it has this girly kind of vibe.
1: Interesting. Okay. So just like girls hanging out on the patio talking some gossip. That's what you're saying?
0: Yeah, sure. But I'm hoping I, I haven't had that much rosé. I've had some and and I wasn't particularly impressed. So I'm hoping that I get more impressed by the ones that we have.
1: Tonight. Personally, I'm just going to say this. I just think wine is for everybody and it doesn't matter what type it is.
0: Right. No, for sure. I'm just talking stereotypes. Okay. Yeah. yeah
1: that's, that's fair.
0: Yeah. So. Um, okay. So uh, what did we actually find out about Rosé this week? Other than the, um, other than our stereotypes.
1: Um. Okay. So just in the last two weeks uh, from the episode of Shanon, um, Rosé ex- is extremely versatile, similar to that. Um, Even more because it can be made from many different types of grapes. Okay. Um, So, like, one common misconception is that rosé is only made by blending white and red wine, like I said earlier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who had that misconception?
1: That was me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's actually uncommon when people mix mix red and white wines uh, together yeah <laughs> obviously um, and there are several methods actually to make rose and they're much more popular ways of making rose can you kind of explain those
0: yeah so blending red and white totally is a thing it's just not very common and I guess right the most the most common way is to just let the skin of a red grape just briefly t- touch the juice before the wine is fermented it turns out that uh, one fact I guess that we both learned this week is that all wine, even red wine pretty much starts very clear before if you don't let the skin and the stem stay in contact which I think that's a pretty cool.
1: Yeah thing. I felt kind of felt kind of stupid finding that out like uh, like grape juice is just clear because when you buy grape juice it's like it's purple
0: right and and some <laughs> certainly some wine um, you know some red wines have a much more purpley hue. But, a, but for in order to make rosé, the way they do it is just take, like, even a white wine grape and then just let the um, the stems and the skin stay in the wine for just a little while. So what you're
1: saying is the skin is what gives it the color. Correct. And the longer you leave it in, the more red it's going to be.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, interesting. And and some winemakers, um, I think this started in France because the word's French, they use a method called seigneur, which which means the bleeding method, um, where they kind of bleed off some of the excess juice while they're making, like, any other normal red wine. Sounds morbid. <laughs> well, they, they, they like, bleed it off to the side just to make that particular red wine stronger. But what that means is they have all this extra juice, so they'll usually just let that ferment too, and then they'll have a rosé, kind of has, like, an afterthought on the side.
1: Oh, that actually sounds nice.
0: Yeah, well, it, it allowed the wineries to kind of double their profit because they were they had this stuff on the side that they weren't using. Yeah. Now they can turn it into a wine. But it meant that Rosé was kind of frowned upon in, in France for a long time because it was a thought of as an afterthought, right? It's something that right. the wineries aren't putting their whole attention into.
1: Right. So so how about um, we take a quick sniff of this Unalou, our first wine, and kind of see what we get? For sure. It's definitely bright.
0: Yeah. It's maybe less fruity than I would have expected.
1: Yeah. It, it's more jammy like I'm not getting I'm not getting the bright strawberry or like bright raspberry that I was thinking I would get it's more jammy more savory yeah for
0: sure I would I would agree and that might be the the grape the pinot noir is a little bit you know darker flavors
1: and maybe I'm getting herbs and and maybe pepper too like black pepper
0: yeah I could see that I there's definitely some herby quality or or like vegetal quality for sure
1: Yeah, it's definitely earthy. It's bright.
0: But I like that word that you use, jammy. I think that's like the the number one aspect that I'm getting here.
1: Definitely just feels like jam that I put on my toast.
0: Yeah, maybe like apple butter. We had some of that recently with the spices and apple and like a jammy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely dry. It's dry. So it's not, it doesn't smell like it's going to be super sweet. Yeah,
0: I I like the fruit smell that I'm getting. It's it's muted, which it's not as fruity as I thought. So it might be. Let's uh let's give it a taste.
1: Okay. Oh, that's mellow.
0: Yeah, that's actually really good. If I didn't know that was rosé, I would have said that's a white.
1: It's still jammy. Like I still get the jam flavor, which yeah. is nice. But it's st- it's like it's like this herby jam, savory jam, almost like something this is something I would have with my char- charcuterie board.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And and like I said, I think that this it tastes a lot like, uh, uh, I mean, there's a mineraly uh, co- component, but it tastes a lot like a white, uh, might uh, some kind of something that you might have with a, I don't know, a seafood dish, right? Yeah,
1: now. and this one's this is smooth too. Yeah, it's not hard to drink either, and and I think this one was the pricier wine of the two, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, this was somewhere in the twenty dollar range, although I think we got it a couple dollars on sale, but
1: yeah, it was on sale. Whole Foods. <laughs> Great place. Um, so, so another interesting thing about um, rosé in general, it was fir- first known um, to be found in Greece. Um, and the method was, was later brought to France uh, and later to the rest of the world. This uh, might make it even the oldest wine ever, some people believe. Since it is the easiest way to make wine, uh, removing the skins right away, I-, I can see why this can be a very popular wine.
0: Yeah, and you know historians agree that it probably is, you know, the oldest because it's just easier to do. So whoever discovered how to make white or red wine probably made rosé first because by just, you know, mashing up some grapes, you are going to your chances are you are going to end up with something that's that looks a lot like a rosé.
1: Do you think in Greece that they smash the grapes with their feet? One hundred percent. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, Sounds great. (laughs) So the other big misconception, which is one that I had, since we talked about a misconception you had, is that blush and rosé are the same thing, which I learned this week that they're not. Um, Rosé is typically a much more dry wine, whereas a blush wine is semi-sweet. And I just thought they were the same thing, so I'm not even sure I would have known.
1: Right, me neither. And I think that rosé can be sweet. I haven't had many rosés, maybe just a handful of my lifetime. Mm. But usually they're not super sweet. So I, I would think that blush wines are more of the sweet variety.
0: Yeah. I, I actually don't know if I've had rosé or blush wines. Like,
1: I don't think I've had blush wines. I
0: think that a lot of people may even call blush wines rosé because they are the color of a rosé. And that's just the word that you use for describe that color of wine rather than the genre.
1: Right. So I want to go back to the taste here. So so. This is a, a a Pinot Noir one, right? Um, mostly made with Pinot Noir. So some tasting notes that I mentioned, jam, uh, maybe black pepper, herby. Um, some things that we found on the internet. What did we find on the internet?
0: So for Pinot Noir-based rosés, there's like crab, apple, watermelon, raspberry, strawberries. And then this is an interesting note, wet stone mm-hmm. Does that does that mean something to you?
1: Does it taste wet? <laughs>
0: uh, yes. <laughs> I mean it's it's liquid.
1: <laughs> My favorite joke of all time now.
0: Uh, um, <laughs> wow, a low bar. <laughs>
1: hey.
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> it's also supposed to be bright and acidity too, which I think I do get acidity, but it's very just warm and mellow. Like yeah, I, said. I wouldn't necessarily
0: say it's too bright. Yeah, I agree. yeah,
1: not super bright. It did smell more bright than it would be, but. And, and this is something we chilled for a little while, too, because it said on the internet that it's better when it's chilled most of the time.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of ways you can treat uh, rosés kind of like you would a white wine because they end up being, you know, in a, in a lot of senses, they are a white wine just with a little extra time to touching the skins. Right. This wine also kind of reminds me of, there's something appley or like other kind of, you um, Orchard fruit about it.
1: i mentioned crab apple.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that the. That comes through. I don't know how to differentiate crab apple from. Conventional apple store bought apple.
1: That is a good question. Actually I've heard. I've heard people. You know. Who do taste wines for a living. And they're like. This tastes like crab apple. Well I'm like. Something I got out from my yard. When I was like. <laughs> 11 years old. Like how. Uh, what does that even taste like. Like. Do you, eat, do you eat those?
0: So my parents' house is on the uh, location of an old orchard. Um, there was an orchard there maybe 40 or 50 years ago. Um, and so the apple trees that are all there have all turned into crab apples because they haven't been cultivated in 50 years. Mm. And so we used to just throw them at each other as kids because they're <laughs> tiny and, and, you know, it's They fun. hurt. <laughs> they do, but, you know. Don't aim for the head. Um, <laughs> but they, w- the only thing that they were useful for, maybe, and useful is borderline, but m- you could make applesauce out of them because oh. you could heap in the sugar because they're so, so sour. Oh, really? So, so sour.
1: Huh. Well, if you like sour applesauce.
0: Right. So, but you could heap in the sugar and molasses and, and make it taste right, good. Right, so.
1: right. That's interesting. I never knew that.
0: So, one thing that we noticed uh, when we were kind of walking around the store, at least I noticed... Um, is that all of the rose that we were looking at was very young. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> don't age rose.
0: Okay. Why is that?
1: It's a rule, apparently. Yeah, I don't it didn't really say why. It just really said it tastes better when it's young.
0: Yeah, it's fresh. I, be
1: yeah, a fresh wine. I guess younger is better when it comes to rosés. I guess. And usually you want to drink it within a, a year or two or, of when it's made, which is such a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, this is a 2019. The other bottle we have spoilers is 2020. So,
1: yeah, so, so don't keep this in your basement and, and like pull it out in 20 years to show your friends because it's not going <laughs> to be good.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know why, but it's just not. <laughs>
0: Well, um, we, we gave those tasting notes, what we found. How does that compare to what this wine speaks to you?
1: So, I actually like it. I I think I was just surprised. Um, I wasn't expecting jam, I guess, if that makes sense. And I got a lot of jam, and it made me, made me feel homey, made me feel like this is definitely something I can drink while I'm taking a bubble bath or something. Yeah. So... It's not what I expected. I I don't tend to like to have the research kind of, you know, impact the way that I'm going to judge these wines later on. Yeah. You know, I read it really quickly and I say, okay, we're going to talk about it later. But I try not to take it into account so that I can kind of bring out my own view of what this wine tastes like. And I think that, you know, talking about about it more, you know, how the wines – are supposed to kind of taste i guess it it really it comparably is very much like to how much how, what what i experienced from it
0: yeah if I, that makes sense yep yeah, it does um i think that i kind of feel the same way i was very surprised i'm very much like this wine and i didn't necessarily think i would and maybe that's just my inexperience with rosés or maybe i've only had blush wines who, who knows but mm-hmm.
1: We're just wine monogamous and we don't branch out that much. This <laughs> yeah. is why we did this. Yeah.
0: yeah. So <laughs> And this is really good. I would I would totally drink this bottle. I so. would
1: definitely get it again.
0: Yeah. So UNA California Rose.
1: Highly recommend.
0: Yeah. Um, so like we mentioned at the top of the show, we're loving the feedback. Keep it coming. Um, you can reach us at it's wine Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash it's or you can contact us directly. Um and The best way to do that is on the podcast website, which is anchor.fm slash itswine. After a short break, we'll be back with our second bottle.
1: See you soon. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Um, We have our second bottle here. So, Sars, can you tell us uh, what we're going to be drinking now?
0: Yeah. So our second bottle, we have a wine from this past year, uh, 2020. So uh, obviously I don't have high hopes, <laughs> um, but the name here is Otoritas. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just <laughs> just heard the joke. <laughs> uh, all
0: right, <laughs> um, go on, go on. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the wine is from Chile, in the Central Valley there, uh, which is a, a large wine growing we- region, a uh, region. It's <laughs> it's a uh, wabbit season. Um, oh no. <laughs> This is uh, also a blend of grapes. It's only it's sixty percent Cabernet Sauvignon and forty percent Merlot. So, so
1: a mix we have here.
0: Yeah, so a little bit different than our first bottle. And uh, one last thing, the price here is only seven ninety nine. So, don't know what to expect. Um,
1: yeah, it was on sale.
0: Yeah, but only from nine ninety nine. So you know.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's on the lower end.
1: Cheap wine does not necessarily mean bad. No,
0: not at all. Um, but what it does mean is that they the people behind the wine are willing to bring down the cost in order to get it into more markets. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting.
1: It was that Whole Foods. So it,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, the name, like I mentioned, is Auto auto-ritas, but we read it as Auto Ritas. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of more fits the that's price That's because, point,
1: so. you know, I think that it's <laughs> like it's from Chile, right? So I think margaritas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's Mexico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> St- well, y- y- you can have margaritas in Chile, too. Here,
0: Okay. You no, know, you certainly can. Um, <laughs> let me describe the bottle for you all. So there's various names on here. I'm not sure. There's like Luis Felipe Edwards. I guess that's who made the wine. There's also a signature from Nicolas Bazzari. Don't know who that is Why either. Does
1: he get to sign the bottle?
0: I guess he's probably also a winemaker. I guess. Um, how bizarre, how bizarre. So, uh, let's see. Uh, the bottle beyond that is pretty much a white plain label with the name Autoritas Rosé 2020 and some government warnings on the back as well as a quick description of the fact that Autoritas means prestige and respect in Latin. So let's feel
1: that's the prestige.
0: Pretty, that, that's
1: fancy. Yeah. This, right. <laughs> this just, this like feels more fancy than the first one, even though the first one is, you know, more expensive, if, if that makes sense.
0: Right. I think that's what they're trying to exude with the bottle. It's tough without they're a like, cork oh, to do that. Yeah,
1: I know. It doesn't have a cork. It was a screw off top. So it's like, we're trying to make it fancy but also here's an eight dollar bottle I don't know yeah
0: <laughs> I'm hoping I'm surprised uh, I, think, I hope so too you know I've I've had some good sub10 dollar wines in the past so I'm hoping yeah. that this falls into that camp but yeah we'll
1: that's true um, um so uh, you want to take a smell yeah let's do it all right
0: well um the first thing I smell is alcohol <laughs> um, okay
1: that that's not my initial thought I thought gasoline mm, for some reason
0: I, I I think that might be the alcohol that you're smelling
1: uh I would say so yeah but,
0: but all in all the smell isn't very strong I wouldn't say this is a particularly aromatic wine at all
1: no it, I'm not smelling much else I don't know if I have to swirl it more in my glass or what
0: yeah I I there's there's some fruit or sweetness there but it's definitely masked by uh, by an alcoholic yeah. kind of smell
1: I think I'm getting strawberry.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that.
1: This is hard. This one's a this one's a difficult one. What's the percentage on this one?
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that.
1: Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, I see. 12.5% alcohol. Yeah. Um, so slightly more alcoholic, but it's just it you smell it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you really do. I, a lot. Yeah, might be the, just the grapes or something about the way <gasps> that they made it, but
1: Maybe it's the whetstone.
0: <laughs>
1: just kidding. Uh, this is a, this is a different type of soap. Probably not. I don't
0: know. I mean, could be. So Cabernet-based rosés, we found some tasting notes um, of bell peppers, black peppers, cherry, cherry sauce, black currant, and, and usually a heightened acidity as well.
1: Okay, maybe I'm getting a little bit of sour cherry smell. Yeah, that could be. Like not really a sauce. It doesn't it doesn't smell jammy like the other one. It doesn't smell as mellow. It's just brighter, like more acidic. It just tastes like um like dried cherries.
0: You tasted L- it? No, I didn't. Well, I, I, I meant sm- jealous.
1: <laughs> I meant smells like it. so it smells like uh <laughs> <laughs> Stop. See? Mm, yeah. No. So it it's Did you taste it? Yes, I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Whatever. I'm tasting it. All right. Okay, this one doesn't t- taste alcoholic actually.
0: Not not like it smells.
1: No. It definitely tastes like fruit juice. Yep. Somewhat. Not jammy, brighter. Um maybe maybe it does taste saucy because it doesn't taste like like a like a strawberry juice I would get or something. Do they sell strawberry juice? I don't
0: know. It's, it's, it <laughs> is. The, if, if it's cherry, it's a sour cherry for sure. It's, you know, it's got that acidity, like almost kind of mouth, uh, mouth, uh, watering or mouth puckering, you know?
1: Yeah. It's definitely sour, acidic. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It, <laughs> it, it definitely has, uh, I agree, some kind of, um, Earthy or gasoline or stony component. Yes. Um, and it, that's probably the, what we were smelling.
1: Well, here's the thing. So, part of it's Merlot, not as much of it as Merlot, right? It's a yeah. lesser part of the wine.
0: It's 40%.
1: Exactly. So, uh, what you get from Merlot usually um, is like blackberry, cherry, earthy flavors. Um, and. Go on. Crunchiness.
0: Oh, that's two weeks in a row.
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, maybe that's the crunchiness.
0: I, I got to say last week's wine was much more crunchy than this one. Oh,
1: yeah? Okay. Yeah. You're the expert here on crunchiness. Well,
0: I just, I, here's the thing. If you remember back to last week, I didn't really know what crunchiness is. You or don't what it, say. But when compared to this wine, I can, I can say that by degrees of crunchiness, <laughs> this one is not as crunchy
1: not as crunchy. Okay. All right. Well, I, I wish we had the wine from last week to compare, but nevertheless. Oops, finished the bottle.
0: Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so rosé can be made anywhere, and some of the biggest growing regions are still in France and Greece, but also South Africa and here in the States. Oregon is a big place for growing rosé, although pretty much everywhere now can can grow it. Um, and just like we learned Last week, the location or terroir um, has a big part to do with the style of the rosé. So some traditionally dry rosé-making grapes are like Grenache, Sangiovese, Syrah, Pinot Noir, those kinds of things.
1: Great job on the pronunciation. Thank you. I, I
0: had to think it I was sweating over here. <laughs> and some sweeter grapes are like White Zinfandel, White Merlot, Pink Moscato, those kinds of things. So you didn't
1: know... White Merlot was a thing. Neither
0: did I. Actually, when we saw that in the list, I definitely. I double taked. Yeah, I was like, "That's a thing, okay." <laughs> um, I that'll have to be on one of our lists here to definitely to, to try out in an episode or at least in between episodes and and let you know what we think. So
1: yeah, so you know I love food, so let's kind of talk about food a little bit. So, so in general, rosés. A lot of the list, even though it's different gra- grapes. Um, they usually list a lot of seafood kind of foods. So with Cabernet based ones, though, they they tend to go more for the spicy food, barbecue like foods. Um, they, they try to mellow out the salty flavors, you know the the wine does. So think like the role of fruit salad plays on the picnic table. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's that's our wine. It's our salad.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, this could be my vegetable for the day. Oh, sure.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty interesting. But, but the first wine, it listed a lot of like seafood kind of things, like shellfish, a lot of shellfish was okay. for the more Pinot Noir-based rosés, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: and I think that kind of compares to what I experienced too, right? I, I mentioned that that first rosé reminded me of a white wine. And I think, that, I think that it would go with a lot of the same dishes that, like, a crisp white wine would do. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, we want to compare these at all? Do you want to, like, give your... Which one do you like better?
1: I mean, initially, I thought... After taking the sip of the second wine, I thought, oh, I like the first wine better. But... I've noticed that if I just keep sipping and I sit with the flavors for a little while, I get used to it and and kind of can just drown myself in the flavors like better, (laughs) if that makes sense. And that's a good
0: thing. (laughs) That's that's good.
1: Okay, let's not get morbid here, (laughs) but um, I I can indulge in it a little bit more, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, I experience it better than just going off the first sip, because that's not usually the way you want right to rate to your wine is from the first sip that you take. Sure. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely do like the first wine better. I just think, especially the smell, like this one I don't want to get my nose too near.
1: No, I agree. The, the smell initially of the second one wasn't great. I mean, honestly, the first one was okay. Like it, it just, it didn't give me those... Nice, comfy smells that I like. It was just really in your face, hmm, both of them, except the second one I felt was more in your face when you smell it.
0: Yeah, I just I just like the first one better. Uh, it was yes. um, more, uh, more well-rounded from the first sip to the last sip. You know, I wanted to finish my glass, you know. The, this second one, it's good. It's not bad at all, but it's certainly... I guess I don't want to say I'm sure a ton of effort went into making this wine, but it feels it feels like the the effort on especially the smell was lacking.
1: And I gotta say they both look somewhat similar in color, except the second one looks more like goldy, like like maybe the skin sat in it just slightly longer okay. than the first one.
0: I yeah, that was uh, interesting to yep, note. A little, yeah, of a darker, a darker more complex color the first one is a very light shade of pink just looks thicker yeah well um pleasantly surprised by ro- these rosés that we had i think
1: so i think i'm i'm okay with drinking rosé now i used to think that like rosé eh, and it's kind of a cliche kind of wine sure not fancy enough for me i guess <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes i just want to be too fancy than i really am that's all
0: <laughs> get bougie
1: yeah i'm bougie
0: <laughs> <laughs> well um I also I agree. I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, I think that we'll have to work these into our, you know, rotation.
1: Absolutely. This this has been really fun. Great.
0: Well, um I'm looking forward to drinking some more w- wine with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also with you listener out there. Thank you for listening. righty. Bye now. Bye.